if you're married, you have kids, what choices are you making to set a good example for your kids? And if you're not married, you don't have kids, what choices are you making that's keeping you from finding Mr. and Mrs. Right? Welcome to The Empire Show. My name is Bedros Koulian, and we're going to jump right into this and talk about the bad choices that I've made throughout life. How often do you have someone talking about all the bad choices that they've made throughout life? And I want to talk to you about that because I'm hoping that this could be a preventative medicine for you because uh, I'm 45 years old. I made a lot of stupid decisions in my life, and I used to blame everybody else. Now, let me tell you something. There's a quote that I read years ago. I'm going to read it to you right now directly. The author of this quote, his name is Zig Ziglar. He's, uh, he's dead now, rest his soul. But the dude, the dude left us with this quote, as well as many different quotes that are just valuable to humanity. You ready? Your life is a result of the choices you make. If you don't like your life, it's time to start making different choices. And you know what's weird is when I think about that, I think in my teens and 20s, I never really connected the dots between the choices that I made and the life that I had. Now, in my teens, I got into a lot of trouble. Uh, truth be told, I was, uh, well, I was a pretty bad student. And when we came to America, because I'm an immigrant to this country, I was six years old when we came to America, I didn't know English. Uh, I was bullied a lot because I didn't speak English. Uh, obviously, I didn't fit into the culture. And it took a while for kids to grow on me and to understand me. And it took me a while to learn the language, truthfully, and really figure out the culture. But man, did I get bullied. And when you get bullied, you know what happens, right? You either end up becoming a bully or you end up uh, kind of just being this passive aggressive kid. And for me, I ended up hanging around with the wrong group of guys. And uh, we started to like take apart cars. Like by the time I was a senior in high school, me and a couple of friends would find these cars that were valuable. And uh, we could, in one night, like steal a whole bunch of parts off of them and then sell them to people who wanted the headlights and door handles and mirrors and all this stuff, fenders, you name it. You'd be surprised how quickly someone could pull your car apart uh, in the middle of the night within about a one hour period. Your car will look like it was completely dismantled, parked right where you left it. It's scary. And I couldn't figure out why, even though I was selling these car parts and making all this money, bad things continued to happen to me. Like I never connected the dots of karma. And the more bad I did, the more bad things happened to me. And of course, stealing car parts led to home invasion robberies. And I'm gonna tell you a story that could have really changed my life in a very bad way. Um, I had just graduated high school and I was one of the only guys that had a car. I had like a 1979 Toyota pickup. And my friends and I decided that we're gonna do a home invasion robbery. Well, since I had the car, I was gonna be the getaway driver. And I parked the car and it's, believe it or not, talk about a dumb decision, like the decisions you make in your, in your early 20s. Um, I was probably 19. It was daytime, I parked the car, my friends jump out of the back of the truck and the tr truck has like a camper shell on it old 79 Toyota pickup, and they go across the street, they knock on the door, no one answers, they look through the window, it looks like no one's home, and so they go in through the back and they break in. And when they break in, apparently there was someone there, there was like this, this, this woman in the house who probably didn't hear them knocking or just didn't care if they knocked, 
and uh, she saw them. And when they saw when they saw each other, they my friends got freaked out. They came running out the front door. They're like, step on it. They jumped in the back, and I step on it. Well, the lady calls the cops. Now we've got Anaheim PD with a helicopter over us. And before long, I'm looking around in my mirrors, and I see there's these white, you know, cutlass um, Supremes, which are like the old school cop cars around my truck. I'm like, crap. Now, how fast are you going to try and get away from the cops? One, when they have a helicopter. Two when they're right behind you. And three, you've got a 79 Toyota pickup and um, it's just putzing along, man. It's not going anywhere, that four-cylinder engine. So I told the guys, I said, fellas, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna duck into a gas station. As soon as I park, we're all gonna run our separate ways. And if we do this right, none of us are gonna get caught. Well, obviously the cops are well-trained. They know a lot better than, uh, than, than I did as a, as a young criminal what to do. And so when I pulled in, they literally just came so close to our doors, we couldn't even open our doors. And they just pulled us out of the window, the back of the truck. Before you know it, like we've got a boot on the back of our neck and everyone's being handcuffed. Within about 30 minutes, we're sitting on the hood of this cop car and another cop car pulls up and this lady whose house my friends were robbing, um, she's, you know, obviously she's in the back of the car and we could see her and the cop in the car is pointing us out one at a time from left to right. You know, do you recognize him? And she says, yes. Do you recognize the next guy? Yes. Do you recognize this guy? Yes. Do you recognize this guy pointing to me? And she shakes her head no. And it was because I was the getaway driver. I wasn't in the house. I was the getaway driver. So she never saw me. That one fate of luck changed my entire trajectory because at that point I was an adult. Had I gone to jail, had that led to some kind of a prison sentence, who knows how life could have gone for me. Could have gone very differently than the entrepreneur that I am and the guy speaking from the stages, writing a best-selling book with the Fit Body Bootcamp franchise. And I share this with you because it's embarrassing, as embarrassing it is to be able to admit all this stuff to you. What I don't want you to do is every one, if you're young, don't get into criminal activity like that. It's just stupid, stupid, stupid. Number two, just understand that there's something called karmic justice and karmic justice will happen. The universe must find a balance and it will balance even if it has to punish you. And so in this particular moment, I realized that this is my opportunity to turn a corner. Like I could have very easily gotten arrested like my friends, but because they, uh, you know, the lady didn't, didn't recognize me, um, I just, you know, got a, whatever, a couple of community hour services or uh, community service hours for, uh, um, you know, evading police officers, right? Trying to get away from the cops. Now I share this with you because at that point I realized, man, there's, there's a lot to this karmic justice thing. I realized like, if I don't take this gift that was given and change my life, things can end really, really bad. But even throughout my twenties, I still made a lot of bad decisions. They weren't criminal decisions, but they were decisions like I would sleep in, I would eat fatty foods, I would skip workouts, and I was kind of constantly out of shape, but I couldn't figure out why, and I blamed my slow metabolism, and I blamed uh, you know, people around me taking steroids, and I wasn't. I never really once owned up to the fact that, well, maybe I'm just eating shitty food, staying awake late at night, um, and then sleeping in in the morning, skipping my workout, and then, of course, you know, blaming everything and everybody else around me as though the other guys or just taking steroids and getting in shape. You can take all the steroids you want unless you work out like a beast and have a clean diet, you're not gonna be lean and jacked, right? I know that. And so, but back then, I was the king of excuses and I was the king of making bad choices. And I would make those choices and I would blame the things on circumstances. So now I'm sharing this with you because if you're listening to this episode of The Empire Show as a podcast or if you're watching this on YouTube, you gotta understand there's four areas of life that you cannot neglect.
And those four areas are these four F-bombs, as my friend uh, Ray Care, who's a Navy SEAL, says. He says, uh, family, fitness, finance, and faith, right? Family, fitness, finance, and faith, the four F-bombs. Think about it. You know, if, if you're now someone who's an entrepreneur, if you're a grown-ass man and you have a job, uh, maybe you work at a, as a barista at a Starbucks or you're flipping burgers at a burger joint, I don't know. But the bottom line is there's those four things. And you may not have a family right now, but you might be thinking about getting a family. If you're a male or a female, it doesn't matter. You might be thinking about getting a family. Well, are you the kind of person that's desirable for the kind of woman or for the kind of guy that you're looking for, right? Think about that. Guys, let me talk to you for a moment. You know, you're talking about, well, I'm looking for my queen. I'm looking for the, 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 the woman that's going to be my, my ride or die. Uh, she's got to be smoking hot, man. She's got to be great in, in, in bed. She's got to be an awesome lady on my arm and got to be a freak in the bed. Hey, that's check, check, check. I'm with you on that. But are you that guy? Are you king worthy? Are you a modern day knight? Are you opening doors? Are you in great shape? Like, are you a stallion? Are you a good earner? Think about what a guy has to do, what a man's responsibility is to earn and protect. Are you that guy? Because if you're not, how can you set those standards on someone else? That's hypocrisy, right? So think about that first step, family. Like, that's hypocrisy. And so I want to say start with yourself. And what, if you're a woman, you know, you're looking for that guy who's going to be awesome and this and that and the other and a gentleman and open doors for you. Well, are you that woman that, that deserves that? If you are, then great. You're going to find him and he's gonna find you. But if you're not, then it's hypocrisy. And you're never gonna find that person because those two dots don't ever connect. So family, right? Think about that. Fitness is next. Your health. Like what are the choices that you're making in life that are leading you to poor health? Maybe you're chalking it up to, well, I'm busy. It's cold outside. Well, it's raining. It gets dark too early. I, I don't sleep well at night. I couldn't wake up this time. I don't have a workout buddy. I don't have access to a gym. All those things are excuses. Those are poor choices you're making to not work out. And think about all the choices you're making to eat sloppy foods, right? Foods that are going to make you fatter, make you foggy-headed, make you bloated. Foods that are going to help you uh, force your body to degenerate faster. Things like you know processed foods, chemical-based foods, and all this artificial sweeteners and the sodas and the coffees and all that junk that you're drinking. Like, What are you doing to really keep your health and fitness going so that you can have longevity? The choices that you're making today impact the outcome, the result that you're going to have tomorrow, right? Just like on the, on the family side, if you're married, you have kids, what choices are you making to set a good example for your kids? And if you're not married, you don't have kids, what choices are you making that's keeping you from finding Mr. and Mrs. Right? Maybe make the opposite choices, right? Like Zig Ziglar said in that quote that I read you, maybe it's time to start making some different choices. And up to this point, no one's ever really talked to you about that, right? No one's really talked about the choices that you're making versus the excuses and the blame that you're making. But I'm here to tell you that I'm the king of bad choices. I'm the king of bad decisions. I'm the king of making excuses. And I did that through my teens and 20s, and I couldn't figure out why my life sucked. I couldn't figure out why I was attracting all the wrong women. And it wasn't until I got my ducks in order on, on the four Fs family, fitness, finance, and faith, that I was able to find the right person for my life, that I was able to find, find my health. Like, as it turns out, when you get seven hours of sleep, you set your alarm to five o'clock and you wake up at five instead of hitting the snooze button, and you have that protein shake instead of a donut or a bagel, and you go to the gym and you go into beast mode instead of, instead of doing a set and then spending 20 minutes on your phone Instagramming and TikToking, right? Like, those are all freaking choices. Think about that. Well, all of a sudden, if I'm sleeping, I'm eating right, if I'm working out like a beast, 
and I'm reading books that are positive and self-development, personal growth related, man, my mental health, physical health, emotional health is squared away. Choices that you make, right? And so let's go into that other F, the finance. You want to make a lot of money, but what skill set do you have that demands a lot of money? If you want to be an entrepreneur, maybe you're an entrepreneur, you're barely scraping by, you're barely breaking even. The reality is all an entrepreneur is is someone who solves problems that other people have in exchange for money. So if you're not getting the kind of money that you think you deserve or that you expect, you have to put all feelings and emotions aside and realize that the choices that you made to develop your skills were not good choices. You need to make different choices and develop your skills even better. Like even the world's best ditch digger makes more money than the average American salary of $59,000 a year. That's it, the world's best ditch digger, the world's best garbage man, the world's best anything will make more money than the average American. Like that's the truth. The difference is the world's best ditch digger and the world's best garbage man has taken the time to develop their skills and become the best of what they do, right? So they've got their finances squared away. And maybe the finances getting squared away is just a matter of, look, if you're making 60, 70,000 a year, and, but if you're overspending, you're in credit card debt for like 50, 60, 70, 80, 100,000, maybe the buying choices that you're making, the spending choices that you're making are, are messed up. And maybe that's where you need to fix things. But I'm telling you, there's so many areas that you are making bad decisions and choices in that if you just started making different choices on a day-to-day -day basis, on all those micro little decisions that you have in front of you, do I wake up? Or do I hit the snooze button? Do I work out like a beast or do I work out like a little bitch, right? Do I eat the freaking breakfast potatoes and bagels or do I have the protein shake? And do I have five or six smaller high protein, high veggie meals throughout the day or am I chowing down on pasta and pizza and burgers and donuts and, and, and freaking burritos? All those things matter. And so where your finances are concerned, if you're an entrepreneur, you obviously are not making enough money is because your skill sets don't demand that. The problem that you're solving is not big enough to demand the kind of income you want. And if you're working for someone, if you're working at a Starbucks, if you're working at a Subway, if you're working at a, at a, at a pizzeria, or if you're mid-level management, or you're a VP of a company, you're an executive, and you're still not making what you want. See, it doesn't matter. You could be the barista at Starbucks, or you could be the executive VP, if you have a job or a career, you're not making the money that you want, you have not made yourself indispensable. Because the choice that you have is to make yourself so good that the boss, the CEO, the manager, whoever's in charge of you, sees you as indispensable, meaning they cannot afford to lose you. And the moment you can't afford to lose someone, you are willing to offer them a lot of pay, a lot of health benefits, a lot of 401k, a lot of time off, paid time off, right? That's the thing, make yourself indispensable by getting your skill set so good, by making the company so much money, by being the best at problem solving for that organization that you're working for, that whoever is in charge says, this person is so valuable, I can't afford to lose them. I must pay them a premium above and beyond what all their other peers are getting paid. That's what you're after, man. But that's a choice that you have to make that every day you gotta get up and work on your craft, your skill, your problem solving, your, your, your thing to get better. See, I didn't make all those good choices, yet as an employee, I complained why I wasn't making the money that I wanted. And then finally, the faith. Now, I don't care if you believe in God, if you believe in the universe, if you believe in Allah, if you believe in Buddha, or it's just you have faith in yourself. Like, where or how are you grounded? See, I believe in the universe, man. I'm one of those cats that I just don't believe that there's a dude up in the clouds with a white beard, 
uh, who is dictating my fate and is going to ultimately judge me and send me to a place of awesomeness that's heaven or a place of fiery hell, right? I just don't believe that. But I do believe that there is a universal balance, that we all have energy, and that if I die, my energy goes away and connects to the greater consciousness, right? I believe that I'm a human animal and there's my consciousness driving in this human animal. I can make bad impulsive decisions as a human animal. That's what animals do. Animals react to impulse. They're reactive, they're impulsive, right? Animals are emotional. They're not self-aware. The consciousness is self-aware. See, my faith is all about consciousness and the energy that I'm connected to, the universal energy. And so if I know that if I do good, good things happen to me, because I know when I was younger and I did bad, bad things happen to me, well, guess what? I'm gonna do more good. See. I know that hell or heaven is here on earth. That's just my opinion. I'm not here selling you on that, but I'm letting you know that I'm grounded in my faith. And the fact that I'm the human animal, like this shell is a human animal that can be very impulsive and reactive, but the consciousness, which is the energy from the universe that I have, that I am, I'm driving this vehicle and doing good with it. And I can do bad in this vehicle as well. So when you look at it that way, how are you grounded? Are you, if you're believing in Christianity, are you reading the Bible daily? Are you living by it daily? Instead of just going around and trying to save people, are you truly just helping out? Just truly like giving your time instead of just yelling a verse at someone? See, think about that, right? You got those four areas of life that every day you make choices in. And every single day, those choices that you make in your family, in your fitness, in your finance, and in your faith, either bring you closer to the awesome purpose that you're meant to be, like the awesome person that you're meant to be, or they take you further away from the person that you're meant to be. My friend Ed Milet says, and he's a Christian, he says, look, he goes, when I die, I'm gonna go to heaven, and there, God's gonna have like the ultimate version of me, and I wanna be able to recognize that guy. He goes, and the scariest thing to me is that I die and I go to heaven, and I go, man, that's who I was supposed to be, but I didn't meet my purpose and my potential. I don't even recognize that guy. And so I believe that piece to be true. I believe that the decisions that I make, the choices that I make on a daily basis in those four categories of life are gonna determine my potential. Did I reach my purpose in life? And if I did, then life here on earth is heavenly, isn't it? It's gonna be awesome. And if I'm not li living to my purpose and potential, then life here on earth is gonna be hell. And so whatever your faith is, man, whether it's Christianity, whether it's like I said, it's Buddha, it's Allah, it doesn't matter to me. You're gonna to go praise a cow or an animal, be my guest. Or you wanna believe in the universal consciousness like I do, that's cool too. Practice it, practice it. Otherwise you're a hypocrite. If you are thinking that you're gonna get up and work out, you are thinking that you're gonna open the door, you are thinking that you're gonna make that sales call, you are thinking that you're gonna do that thing about your faith, go to church, and then you don't. If all these things you're just thinking about but you're not doing, you're making bad choices that are taking you away from the person you're meant to be. And for a long time, for almost an entire decade and a half, I was making all the wrong choices that were taking me away from the person I was meant to be. And it wasn't until I had a pivotal moment with that arrest and then a few years later, I had a similar moment in business where I realized I need to go either all in as an entrepreneur or stop complaining as an employee. And the moment I decided to go all in as an entrepreneur and I realized that risk 
and fear and things going wrong are a part of being an entrepreneur and accepted that as my burden to carry, being an entrepreneur was easy, man. So that's the message I want to leave you guys with. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Empire Show. If you did, do me a favor, go rate us on iTunes, give us a five-star review, leave a comment, and above all, share this episode with friends who can benefit from it because I would love nothing more than to be able to impact someone in their 20s, even in their 30s, with this information now so that they can make better decisions moving into the future. I'll see you later.